Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner is with me for the conversation on Lincoln Live. Last time I saw you, you were sunglasses. We were enjoying Corvettes <laughs> yep, together sure. out at the Emeritus parking lot. That was a great day. It was. It really was really nice a great day. turnout and lots of uh, lots of cars, lots of uh, people that just came to see all the cars and got to see a lot of a lot of good folks like you. I got to admit, I'm drawn to the oldies. Yeah. <laughs> drawn to those of my era. Yes. So, but I saw yours again. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fun time. Yeah. It was a good day. Nice weather. Good people out there at the Emeritus parking lot. Uh, we're going to talk law enforcement here out of the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office. But first, let's talk about the pink patches. People might have okay. seen them. We let everyone know that right. uh, deputies might be wearing some pink patches to uh, bring awareness to breast cancer and to raise money for breast cancer research. You know, in the past, we've always done No Shave November, mm-hmm. and then we have a charity that, uh, you know, you have to pay to, to participate in those en- endeavors, and and then the money goes to a charity, Child Advocacy Center, or whatever it might be. And this year, one of the deputies came to us with the Pink Patch Project. She had heard about this project and did some did some investigating and determined, you know, what what it entailed presented it to our command staff and we thought what a great idea so uh, i had to fast track it because it wasn't all that long ago that she had the idea and we got the patches in we're going to get them sewn on the uniforms uh, you know so each deputy will take one of their uniform shirts have the patch sewn on them so they can keep that year after year and october will be breast cancer awareness month and they can wear the their shirt with the pink patch on them so are there Events or fundraisers, or is this um, just a, an opportunity for a citizen to ask, why are you wearing it, the pink it's patch? A, it's awareness for one thing. Um, our Deputy Sheriff's Association has ordered a number of patches, and they're going to sell them as a fundraiser for cancer research. So that'll be coming. Those aren't in yet. So I didn't want to. I don't want to jump the gun on that, but mm-hmm. that's going to be part of that whole project. So that's why deputies yes. are wearing pink patches on their uniformed uh, on the on the shoulder, no, or, on, no, oh, on the sho- on, on the, the shoulder, arm, yes, the, just our, below our, the shoulder, arm patch, yes. above the elbow, on the arm, until December first. Bring awareness to breast cancer. It always is an attention getter when uh, a professional is involved in a crime. A doctor, in this particular case, we've got a guy, Scott Schmidt, a doctor who was investigated by your office. Mm-hmm for sexual assaults. We were contacted by the DA and Health and Human Services about Dr. Schmidt and uh, one of our investigators did some further investigation and determined that Schmidt was coercing patients into sexual acts for in exchange for medications. So since, since that case and since his arrest, we've had uh, three other victims come forward. Uh, and have told their stories to us now. So uh, there might be up to five victims now that we're aware of that uh, that were victimized by Dr. Schmidt. That's the element of stories typical to this, that until 
an individual comes forward, a victim, the perpetrator gets away with it. That's correct. For far too long. And that's one reason why we publicize these is so that, you know, another victim can say, well, if that person had the courage to come forward and put a stop to this, then I need to come forward as well and and make sure that he's not able to victimize anybody else. And you're right. When we have people in authority or you have people in the, you know, it's like when you have cops commit crimes or or uh, something of that nature, it really, it shakes, it shakes the core of our, of our civilization because those folks, you know, the, the Hippocratic Oath is do no harm. And here he's using his profession to do harm. And law enforcement agencies realize the trauma to victims <laughs> and the, the guts that it takes to to step forward come forward are there victim witness uh, assistance agencies i know there is through lpd well and we we participate you utilize that yeah we utilize uh, their victim witness uh unit and they provide services for victims and for witnesses and and guidance on through the process so but it's 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 counseling and it is, and uh, it's therapy for the because it's not easy. It can't be easy to you take. You know, that I've step testified forward. in court many, many, many times, and every time you get on the stand, you know, I get sweaty palms, and it's it's a kind of a nerve wracking experience, and you have to settle yourself down when you're on the stand. I can only imagine, you know, somebody who has never probably testified before, and then is victimized and has to face their accuser mm-hmm. across the uh, across the table. It's tough. Uh, my hat goes off to those folks who are brave enough to come forward and do that. And we learned about this the end of September. So if you're just hearing this, you can call the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, 402-441-6500, if you are a victim, if you know someone or suspect that someone might be a victim of Dr. Scott Schmidt. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner joins me for the conversation here. Uh, across my news desk, Terry, out of New Orleans, uh, and you, we talked about this before we got into the conversation here, but uh, law enforcement agencies around the country are taking advantage of uh, retired skill sets and experience of people in law enforcement and bringing them back in a part-time mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. In, in most cases to tap into that experience, not to have them do street duty again, if that's right. what they did, but... I don't want to call it office work because that sounds a little demeaning. It's, it's a support function. Support function and, is a better and term. And you know, there are positions that don't necessarily need somebody with the authority to make an arrest or carry a gun every day. And so you know, what we have done is we've converted one of our investigator positions in our investigations unit to civilian analyst position. And then that individual can you know, handle... Phone analysis, video analysis, all of the, all of the forensic analysis that has to be done on any of these major cases, she can do that stuff, and that's true. I know LPD is is doing that. It's a great resource to have those folks who know they know police work. Mm-hmm. They have a good working knowledge of it, and it, you know if you need to go and get video footage from, you know this this place or that place, they know what to look for. They know where to go to get it, and. 
it's, it's, it really is a good resource. Yeah, in the case of New Orleans, they saw the crime going up and the hiring numbers going down. Mm-hmm. There just weren't that many people coming in. So to even that out, they took this yeah, step. Yeah, and you try to keep more more officers, more sworn officers on the street, you know, to take calls for service to handle those uh, crimes in progress. And so if you've got some, some folks who can handle things uh, in a support function, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Wagner with me on the conversation. Uh, deer crashes, we always think at harvest time. Yes. This time of year. Sun sets faster earlier in the day. Deer come out in the morning. You've got rut. That's a factor. Uh, do you have some deer crash numbers? Well, I do. You know, it, this is it, it, a lot of agencies, especially urban agencies, think it's kind of strange that we keep car deer crash statistics. But it's really an important part of our workload. So I, I looked at our car deer crashes in 2021 from January 1st to October 7th, and there were 248 car deer crashes. Uh, in 2022, year to date, we've had 247. So almost identical numbers mm-hmm. from year to year. But the really telling part is that from this date to the end of the year, uh, in 2021 to 2022, we had 117 crashes. So almost uh, 40% or so uh, of our crashes will occur between those those two or three months, that two or three month period of time. So basically it's here it comes. You, here it comes. Your worst is coming. So if, if you think about it, September 1st is the beginning of deer archery season. So you've already got hunters out in yeah. the field um, September 1. And then about October 1, you have corn hob, uh, corn is being picked and soybeans are being harvested. And, and a lot of the deer that are in those fields, they're going to move when they hear the machines. And so uh, you've got a lot of uh, pressure from harvest. And then deer are nocturnal animals. They, they move a lot at night. And as sunset and sunrise coincide with commute times as our days get shorter um, that's going to be their times for getting up moving going to find food and water and that sort of thing so deer are more apt to be in motion about the time people are going home from work and so it's a, it becomes a more dangerous time never hit a deer come close i you know what never i hit have one. come very close to but i i am acutely aware of of deer and uh, pretty hypersensitive about it, and so, you know, if you're going to, if you're approaching a, a tree line, know that a tree line is a place where deer are going to, you know, conceal themselves and use that as a crossover for a roadway or a waterway that goes underneath a, a roadway could be a, pl- a place where deer are going to migrate. So, you just have to be aware of their habits and the environment around you that might might signal danger. Mm-hmm. At the least, it's going to damage your vehicle. At the least, and and I, you know, we tell everybody if 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 it if a crash with a deer is imminent, just brake, hold on, and hit them. That's tough. Don't swerve into an opposite lane where you might come in contact with another motor vehicle. Um, you know, you're going to have some damage. You could be injured, but you're surely going to be injured if you swerve into the other lane and strike another vehicle head on. But instinctively, that's what we do as drivers. Even rabbits and squirrels. I Even rabbits that. and squirrels. Let alone a 200-pound you know, deer. If you swerve to the right, 
there's a good chance you're going to go into the ditch and enroll your vehicle. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're honestly your your best path to travel is hitch brakes, honk. I always honk yeah. when I see deer. I honk to try to scare them away uh, so they don't go for your for your vehicle. But uh, yeah, it's that's a tough choice to make. Yeah, All right. that's what happens in the fall. What happens in the winter as far as deputies needing to oh. get to where they need to go if the weather turns bad? You know, back in the day, we had one or two four-wheel drive vehicles for our entire agency, and we drove those old, you know, uh, rear-wheel drive patrol cars that, you know, didn't get along very well in snow. Now all of our deputies have, you know, SUVs, uh, Ford Explorers, so they've got the all-wheel drive capability. It's not nearly as uh, big an issue getting around as it used to be unless we have major major snowstorms um but um yeah you know more crashes and when the roads get icy and snowy uh, it's a it's a treacherous time to be out on the highway last winter deputies could have driven a four-door sedan we didn't have any snow we didn't have any (laughs) snow we didn't i don't know about this year but those suvs just in case they come in they come in awfully hand awful handy and and they do a great those are great vehicles for a patrol vehicle so you know, we in, in years past, we couldn't have done it without four-wheel drive vehicles. No. We couldn't have responded to calls, and, and so it's really important to be able to have that capability. It's nice to have that vehicle luxury, isn't it? It is. It really that. is. Yeah. Terry, thank you very much. Be safe. Thanks for having right, me. I we'll appreciate talk it. we in another month. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner with me on Lincoln Live.